What if? What if you didn't have to change your diet? You didn't have to ever go on a diet. You could eat whatever you wanted to and your body would burn it up. Wow, pretty exciting. You've often heard, you may even have said, that results for a healthy, fit, strong body are 80% food and 20% exercise. You've got to get your food right and then the exercise comes along. Well, what if that was not the case? What if you really could eat whatever you wanted to and your body would burn it up? And this is not a great question for people who love to restrict their food. It's not a great question for people who love to go on a diet. It's not a great question for people who absolutely passionately believe that results for your healthy, fit, strong body are 80% food and 20% exercise. And I get that because convictions, beliefs, opinions are very strong and we all have the right to have our opinion, convictions and beliefs, of course. But if that's not your opinion, it's not your conviction, and you don't want to believe it because you really love food and you'd love to be able to eat whatever you bloody well want, well, how could you do that? So that's a question that I always ask. Rather than, it's not possible, I can't do it, it won't work, I always ask this question, what if it was possible, how can I? So not just what if, but how can I? So how can I be the person that can eat all the chocolate I want, Go out for dinner as often as I want to, drink alcohol, eat chocolate, lollies, biscuits, cake, ice creams, all the things that people say are really bad foods, and still be able to be healthy, to be fit, to be strong, and have a body that's in great shape. Now, that's a really interesting question. If that's a little bit exciting, what if the physiology was on our side? So if you're like me and you love food and you never want to go on a diet, and I always use this as my food philosophy because people think that, oh, Roe is an exercise professional, so she must be really strict with her food. I am very strict with my food. It goes like this. Eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, eat whatever you like, and bloody enjoy it. Why waste calories on food that you don't like? So if that kind of food philosophy sounds exciting to you, what if... Whoa, there's that question again. What if the physiology of the human body was on our side? And of course, as an exercise professional, that's one of the things that I've been studying all of my life because I know I'm not the only person who loves to eat food. I know I'm not the only person who never wants to go on a diet. And even the people that really think I have to go on a diet, what if you didn't have to? What if you could eat whatever you wanted to? So how about this? What if you could turn your body into a food-burning, calorie-burning, fat-burning, sugar-burning, protein-burning, alcohol-burning machine? How do we increase the size of our engine? How do we increase our base metabolic rate, our metabolic rate, our body's ability to burn calories and food and, and fat and sugar and carbohydrate and alcohol and everything that we eat and drink? How can we increase the size of our engine so we need more fuel? And if, if you use the car analogy, which is always lots of fun, if you've got a tiny little two-stroke engine, it doesn't use very much fuel. You can ride your little lawnmower around the garden probably all day on one tank of fuel. You don't require much energy to run a small engine. But if you have a V8, a V12 turbocharged, a jet engine, Every time that thing starts up, it requires an enormous amount of fuel and it's got a big tank and it needs lots of fuel. And the human body uh, has our, oh, this is where it gets really exciting. What if it was our choice? What if we didn't have to think that we've got a two-stroke lawnmower engine, we had to just put a little bit of fuel in every day and hope that we don't get fat? What if we could turn our body into a large 
uh, energy burning machine, what if we could increase the size of our fuel tank so that we, we required more fuel and we burnt that fuel up faster? So how can we speed up A, the size of the engine, but also the speed at which we burn fuel? And that's where uh, physiology comes in as a really exciting combination because the biggest engine in our body is our muscles and then very close second is our brain. So our body uh, uses energy, obviously, but for our muscles to exist, they are a live substance. They are the thing that everything we do, every movement that we make in our body uh, is muscular, which means every time we move, our muscles require energy to do that. And the harder we move and the more pressure we put on the muscles and the more intense the activity and the closer to 100% effort we get, the more those muscles have to work. The engine has to work harder. But if we had a bigger engine, then of course that bigger engine would also require more fuel. And this is where we have a political uh, challenge when we talk about the differences between men and women because it is a very hot topic at the moment. But a male body with testicles that produces testosterone has the ability to increase muscle size. The, the growth hormone is testosterone. Human growth hormone and testosterone combined together uh, give us the ability to increase the size of our muscle, to get bigger muscles. As women, we don't have that ability. But <laughs> we can get really strong and we can maintain the engine size we've got. So depending on what your genetics are, of course, and depending on what your lifestyle is like, uh, you have a certain amount of muscle. But as you get older, men and women lose their muscle. It's called aging, yuck, one of the horrible diseases. But it's a preventable disease because the two biomarkers of aging is the loss of muscle and the loss of strength. So obviously if you're losing muscle, you lose strength, which means you get old really fast. And also that means your metabolism slows down because your engine size is getting smaller. So how do we put all that together? Don't lose your engine size. Maintain the muscle you've got. If you're lucky enough, God-given, genetically gifted, whatever you want to call it, and you can put on some muscle size... That means you have a bigger engine, which means you need more fuel. I think that's really exciting. For blokes, that's awesome. You can put on two, three, five, ten kilos of muscle, speed up your metabolism, speed up your, increase your engine size, which means you're going to burn more fuel. As a woman, and particularly as a woman who's getting chronologically older, I don't want to lose my muscle. How about you? I want to maintain my engine size. I have no interest in running around at 60, 70, 80 years of age with a two-stroke engine. I want to maintain my V8, if not V12, if not jet engine, which means I've got to maintain my muscle. So if I lift heavy, which means I overload my muscles, which means I can maintain the strength and the size of the muscle that I've got so I don't lose any because I get older, I can then have a fast or a bigger engine and a fast metabolism, which means I burn up everything that I put into my body because I've got a big engine. Now that's number one. But number two, what if we could rev up that engine? And our base metabolic rate, which is the number of calories or the amount of energy that our body needs to do nothing in a warm room. So we just sit still, do nothing, and there's no temperature, there's no cold. Uh, and obviously that means if you, if you do get cold, your metabolism speeds up a little bit. So just keep that in mind every time you have a bit of a wine or it's so cold today, maybe take a jumper off and shiver a little bit because it's good for metabolism. Revs up your engine. Bloody awesome. So if you lay still in a warm room, that's your base metabolic rate. That's how many calories your body needs to survive. 
how much energy you've got to put into your body so that you don't die, so that you don't lose too much weight and die. There you go. But your metabolic rate is the change that happens when you do different stuff. When you move, when you move harder, when you move faster, when you move more intensely, you increase the speed of your metabolism. But not only do you increase the speed of your metabolism, but as you get fitter and fitter and fitter, and this is the key to the 100% effort. If you've got strong muscles, you lift heavy and you make them work at 100%, you can maintain the size of your engine or get a bit bigger engine. But if you work your body to its 100% effort, which is the hard and fast 10-second phosphate system, instant energy to work at 100% effort, which, by the way, is only 10 seconds, which means there's no big, long, boring exercise sessions. It's just how often can I rev up my engine? How often can I put 100% effort through my big engine so that it requires more energy? And obviously, when you put in 100% effort, you require 100% energy, but... You also have to make changes in your body because everything, when you force your body to work at 100% intensity, put in the highest effort you possibly can, there's some major chemical changes that go on inside your body. And obviously they all require a large amount of energy. So it's not that just you need energy to burn to go, but your muscles are working, your bones have, your muscles are pulling on your bones, your immune system's getting stronger, your heart and lungs are working really hard, your endocrine system's working hard, your central nervous system's working hard, you've got neurotransmitters pumping, first of all, movement drugs through your body, so epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, but then after you've stopped, you've got brain drive, neurotropic factor, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, all of those things require a large amount of energy. And energy comes from food. So if you've got a big engine and you rev it up on a regular basis, guess what's going to happen? You're going to need more food. Or you eat the same amount of food that you are at the moment and you're going to have a body that is leaner because the ultimate fuel to burn, obviously, is the fat inside the fat cell, the stuff that sits between your skin and your muscle, the one that doesn't look nice if you get too much of it. If you want to burn that stuff up, you've got to have a faster metabolism, you've got to have a bigger engine, and you've got to rev it up on a regular basis. So if you love food and you want to keep eating the same amount of food that you're eating at the moment, or you want to eat more food and stay the same size that you are at the moment, how about a bigger engine and rev it up on a regular basis? Now, this is the really cool, exciting thing where physiology just blows my mind. The human body is an amazing machine. It's, adapt it's adaptable. Your human body adapts to whatever you do to it. So if you are a person who does nothing, sits down, doesn't use any energy, your body doesn't need very much energy. So you can't put very much, many calories, much food, much chocolate, much alcohol, much anything into your body because your body's not going to use it. And if your body doesn't use what you put into it, in one way, shape or form, everything you put into your body is going to turn into fat. Fat's already fat. Carbohydrate and protein have the capability of turning into fat. And if you put alcohol, which is the other macronutrient, when that goes into your body, your body uses that as a preferred energy source, which means the other food that you eat doesn't get burnt up, which means it ends up in your fat cell. So in one way, shape or form, all of the four macronutrients will end up in your fat cell if you don't burn them off, which is why there's a huge argument to agree with Food is 80% of your results. If you eat too much and you don't do anything, you'll probably end up with lots of squidgy bits with bigger fat cells. And the horrible thing or the interesting thing about fat cells, depending on how you look at it, uh, they can expand and expand and expand and expand, and then they split. So they have hypertrophy, they get bigger, 
and then hyperplasia. They split and become two fat cells and those two can get bigger and bigger. So we have unlimited storage for fat. And if we put too much food in, uh, it doesn't matter which process you look at, in one way, shape or form, if you put too much in, it's going to end up with squidgy bits on your body. But the adaptable human body, if you force it to constantly go at 100% effort, the other macronutrient that gets a real whacking, and we always talk about, you often hear this, carbohydrates make you fat, carbohydrates are bad for you, sugar's bad for you, sugar makes you fat. That macronutrient gets a lot of gets a hard time a lot because it's the movement macronutrients, that's what I'm trying to say. If you don't move very much, you don't need very much of a movement macronutrient. If you don't move, why do you need to put movement fuel in? Carbohydrate is the movement fuel for your brain and for your body. So when you work at 100% effort, your body wants to use or can only use or predominantly uses carbohydrate, sugar, glucose, fructose, lactose, galactose, all of the oses, all of the sugars, all of the carbohydrate. When you eat carbohydrate, it goes into your body, stores in your brain as glucose, in your muscles and in your liver as glycogen. And when you exercise at 100% effort, when you lift as heavy as you possibly can, 100% effort, the fuel source for that comes directly from the glycogen in your muscles. When you run out of that, it draws down from the liver. And obviously your brain is majorly involved in anything to do with 100% effort. So your body, an interesting, unlimited fat cell size, unlimited storage for fat. Carbohydrate, only half a kilo storage. After you fill up your half a kilo storage of carbohydrate, yes, your body will go through the process to know the lipogenesis of turning carbohydrate into fat. But what if, here's my favorite question again, what if you didn't let that happen? What if you burnt it all up before it gets a chance to turn into fat and go into your fat cell? So what about this? That 100% effort uh, energy exercise, when you put in the hardest effort you possibly can, that half a kilo storage of carbohydrate, this is where the bodies are extremely adaptable. If your body knows that every 20 minutes, every hour, every two hours, on a really regular basis, you're going to be doing 100% effort activity. So you're going to be using your brain and or using your muscles and or using your body at 100% effort. Your body adapts to, I need to store, save at half a kilo of carbohydrate for when Rowie makes me sprint, when she makes me punch, when she makes me jump, when she makes me kick hard, when she goes at 100% effort. I've got to save that special fuel in her half a kilo of storage. So when she's not exercising, we're going to adapt and save the carbohydrate and burn the fat. So remember, everything we eat in one way, shape or form ends up inside our fat cell. But if we have a fast metabolism, if we're really fit and if we go at 100% effort all of the time, our resting fuel source, our body prefers to burn fat. Now let's put that all into a very exciting story. Whatever you eat, if you've got a big engine and a fast metabolism, your body will burn it up. <laughs> all you've got to do is maintain your muscle and regularly do 10 seconds of high intense activity and your body becomes literally, and I say this without any hesitation and with much excitement, your body literally becomes a fat-burning machine, a sugar-burning machine, a calorie-burning machine, a alcohol-burning machine, a chocolate-burning machine, because everything that you put into your body gets burnt up, whether it's when you exercise, which is the carbohydrate that gets burnt up really quickly because you've only got half a kilo of storage, 
or when you're resting, which most of us, we do a lot more resting than we do exercise. When we're resting, our body prefers to burn fat because it wants to hold on to the carbohydrate for when we're sprinting. So when we're resting, our body becomes a calorie-burning, faster calorie-burning machine, but predominantly a fat-burning machine because our respiratory quotient, which is just the technical term for where are the calories coming from, when I'm exercising, my respiratory quotient is predominantly carbohydrate. When I'm resting then, my preferred energy source is predominantly fat. So everything I get, or everything I put into my body gets burnt up. And then if you have a look at the other two macronutrients, if you put alcohol into your body, it's a preferred energy source. But when you have a high fast metabolism, your body burns that up quicker. And when you put protein into your body, the other macronutrient, obviously when you're lifting heavy, when you're punching hard, when you're sprinting, when you're using your brain, all of that breaks down your body, puts your body into a catabolic state. Protein's the rebuilding macronutrient. Protein's the bricks. Everything in our body is made of protein. So every time you sprint, every time you punch, every time you lift heavy, every time you use your brain, there's a chemical process of things being broken down. Everything, Every time or everything that gets broken down has to be built back up again. Your body does that automatically. And of course, that's what protein does. So fat gets burnt up when you're resting. Carbohydrate gets burnt up when you're exercising at 100% effort. Protein gets used to rebuild your body because you're using it all the time. And alcohol, if you put it in, will burn up much quicker because you've got a faster metabolism. How do you get a fast metabolism? Maintain your muscle or build some more muscle and then constantly rev up your engine. And then you don't have to consider your food. I'm not the person that wants to be counting calories. I just have no interest in doing that whatsoever. I don't want to know how many calories in here. The box will tell me, but I haven't got my glasses, so I can't even read it. I don't care. I just want to eat chocolate and love it. I want to eat chips and love it. I want to eat a yummy dinner and love it. I want to have a yummy everything and just thoroughly enjoy my food. How about you? So if you want to have a body that doesn't require dieting, doesn't require require restriction, doesn't require can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, that's bad for you. It's only bad for you if it either turns into fat or you're not getting the nutrition that your body needs to give you the energy to exercise. And that's the beautiful thing. If you don't have the energy to exercise hard, your body will tell you, Rowie, we're trying to sprint today and we don't have the energy to do it. What, what crap are you putting into your body that we can't sprint? We're trying to lift heavy today and we can't. Obviously, you haven't put the right energy in. Your healthy, fit, strong body will tell you what you need. I think that's awesome. Uh, there's this mechanism inside the body. Number one, if you're thirsty, you should have a drink. If you're hungry, you should have something to eat. If you're full, you should stop eating. If you're tired, you should go to sleep. Your body tells you all of that. But your body only tells you all of that if you're healthy, fit, and strong, and all those mechanisms are working. If you overload your body with food, alcohol, drugs, crap, and then you don't move it, all of those systems break down. So your body won't tell you when you need to stop eating because that mechanism's broken. Your body won't tell you that you're thirsty because that mechanism's broken. You probably don't sleep well because you want, you'd like to, but that mechanism's broken. So you toss and turn, and I need 10 hours, of sleep, 10 hours of sleep, and you probably don't. You just need a healthy, fit, strong body. So all of those things are working. Wouldn't that be fantastic? So rather than 80% food and 20% exercise, and if that's what you believe and that's your opinion, if that's your conviction, 
and you're loving what you're eating, and I always ask these four questions because I think this is what we should all be able to demand from our eating and exercise plan. Do you have a stack of energy? Are you performing at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror? And are you getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan? And if you're getting that from 20% food and 20, uh, 80% food, 20% exercise, awesome. If you want to get that without having to diet and just have a fit, strong, healthy body, what if that was possible? What if you could build a big engine that burnt up all the energy that you ever put into it and you could just rev it every so often to burn up even more so that your body could be a fat-burning, calorie-burning, food-burning, sugar-burning, chip-burning, chocolate-biscuit-burning, ice-cream-burning, alcohol-burning machine so that you could love your food and love your energy and love your body and be a healthy, fit, strong human being for the rest of your life. What if...